Hi, everyone. This is Jenny G. Perry, and you are listening to Goddess and Gab. I have my guest, Amy, right here, also known as the Drunk Mom. Welcome. Thank you, love. I'm so happy to have you here. Can you tell the audience a little bit about you? Oh, God, where do I start? Okay. So, yes, I... Um, let's go to the Wayback Files for a minute. So I was a teen mom. So I've been, and I've been a mother my entire adult life. I don't know what it's like to not have kids. <laughs> um, and yeah, started, you know, as we grew our family, my husband and I have five kids. Um, we're a blended family. And as we grew, I decided I really needed to start a business or do something from home, you know, so that I wasn't going crazy trying to do the corporate thing and be mom and all of that good stuff. Um, I know a lot of you can understand what that is like. Um, you know, fast forward seven years, I've been doing the business thing. We had all these munchkins running around and my business was just kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> for lack of, for lack of better terms, it was just, <laughs> and, you know, invested tons of money, tons of time, did all the things you're quote unquote supposed to do and it still just kind of sucked. And so I, much to my husband's dismay, decided just to quit one day. I had no backup plan. I had no, you know, six months of savings or anything like that. Um, but I just physically and emotionally could not do it anymore. It was no longer making me happy. Actually, I was quite miserable. And we were still not making the money that I thought I'd be making at that 6.5 year mark. Um, so I just quit and I decided to do something fun for once and that brought me joy and that I thought other people might like. So I made my first video, which was called How to Fold a Fitted Sheet. And I did it while drinking whiskey and it ended up being really funny. And um, created a Facebook page around the drunk mom and again, because I thought that was a funny name, <laughs> and, uh, you know, and uh, did that in June, the end of June, 2016. And fast forward to the day of this podcast, Jenny, um, March 15th, 2017. I'm just over 50,000 followers. I've been on a talk show. <gasps> I've written a book. So it's all happened that's very, so very awesome. quickly. I didn't know that you were at that mark. Numbers wise, that's so freaking cool. See, I can say I knew you when. Because yeah. you were always, to me, you were always funny. And Thank that's you. one of the reasons why I connected with you, like online in your, like in your Facebook group for business. Um, I know, like we had, we had just, we would message about mom things and, yes. um, and had that connection. Um, we honestly did have a connection where some people I don't connect as easily with, but we had our behind the scenes chats, cheering each other on because being moms of teenagers is not for the faint of heart. And right. also, I don't know about you, but, you know, my experience with a lot of the moms that I know is nobody's actually being real. And so you and I, it, it was kind of easy because we don't know each other, you know, in real life, but we do. And so even though we're not in the same town, we um, could connect. I think, I actually think it's easier than in a way because you have no preconceived notions. And so we were able to support each other at different times. And I always knew like I could message you and you were always like super kind, but of course, like, you know, you are freaking hilarious. And I've watched the videos and I'm so happy to see you doing them because you are funny. You were super funny. I know you and I, I think we had like a, a zoom chat or a Skype chat a couple of years ago, I think. 
Mm-hmm. And I have no yeah. idea what it was for. Do you remember that? I mean, I think we talked about business stuff, but I think when I was going through all of the bull with my son, because he had some severe behavioral stuff going on, um, mm-hmm. I think, I think that opened up a deeper conversation between the two of us because we're both oh, for sure. moms of a lot of kids and we both had teenagers who were kind of assholes. So that was like our yeah. main connecting point. For for sure. For sure. Um, and with the drunk mom, I think that so many moms, um, you know, can relate to that where it's like wine is, <laughs> wine is what keeps them going. Right. Yeah. So wine, gotten, rum, whiskey, and, whatever. Exactly. <laughs> have you gotten any negative though from it? Because like sometimes oh, yeah. that's actually a good sign. I get negative. Like, yeah. Okay. It's, it's, it's daily. I get negative um, comments daily. I've had people, um, call my daughter a whore because I posted a, a video of her and her friend dancing. Um, I, Oh yeah. You, you'll have to see the video and I've obviously block and delete all of the asshole comments, but, um, yeah, just, it, it doesn't even have to be anything controversial that I'm posting. It can be a picture of my daughter and her, or a video rather of my daughter and her friend dancing in my driveway to a rap song that was super popular. Juju on that beat. I don't know if you remember that one, but, um, yeah, mm-hmm. all the kids were doing this dance to it, you know, it was super popular and they wanted me to record them. I'm like, this is so cute. You guys are so adorable. <clears throat> and they were, you know, 13 years old and they were wearing their cheer shorts. So it was like nothing provocative. They weren't grinding on a pole or anything. Um, and I got more hateful comments about that video than any other video that I've posted. Um, I had black people telling me that they shouldn't be dancing to that because they're white. I had white people saying that they shouldn't be dancing to black music. I had people calling them whores, sluts, saying they're going to be pregnant, saying I'm a shitty mother, um, talking about their clothes. It was horrible. Yeah. Horrible. So things like that, um, that's well, the that's worst below case. The belt. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's the worst case scenario when yeah. people are talking shit about your kids, right? Um, oh yeah. Well, that's when that's when you're like, you want to see me psycho? That's, oh yeah. That's and I made you, a video yeah. about. I made a live because I was like, I had just had enough of the comments one day, and I was just oh like, God. listen, I am done with it. You know, I just kind of went off. Um, but I also had a video where I locked myself my first ever Facebook live feed. I was super nervous because I'd never done a live feed before. Um, locked myself in the bathroom, left my three-year-old with my 13-year-old. And um, I was like, you know, she's probably going to be beaten on the door any minute. And wouldn't you know, she did. But I was talking about the perception of, of everybody being perfect online and how we don't post the worst of our lives online. So that makes everybody else who's watching our filtered lives feel bad about themselves. Mm -hmm. And that was the message. And I also talked about the time that I shit my pants. Um, (laughs) I I shit my pants too. Yeah. Cause I was like, nobody Mm -hmm. talks about, you know, the bad stuff that happens to them. Like, Oh, you're in traffic and you shit yourself and you have to find the nearest, you know, bathroom. Like people don't post that stuff. So that was generally the message. Um, but my toddler, well, I don't know, three-year-old toddler or whatever. She came beating at the door and was like screaming at me before my 13 year old could come get her, you know? And um, people, okay. So it was very polarizing because people either loved it because I was so real and I was talking the truth and I was sitting in my bathroom with a zit on my face with hardly any makeup and just like looking like hot hell. Um, 
or people really got angry because I have a potty mouth and mothers shouldn't speak like that. And I should, oh, be, Lord. yeah, I should be paying more attention to my daughter who's beating on the door instead of spending five minutes for myself locked in a bathroom while she's well cared for, which they didn't even bother to ask. They just went ahead and judged um, you know, that she's out playing with electrical cords or something on her own. Um, so there was a, all of my stuff is very polarizing. You're either going to love that I say fuck like a comma, um, that I don't filter stuff, that I speak my mind. Um, so you're either going to love it or you're going to not love it. And you're going to call me a horrible piece of shit parent, which either way, I'm totally fine with. Exactly. And you know what? Any strong woman, any strong woman is polarizing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like it threatens women and it threatens men, which is hilarious. Uh, like even yeah. with this past election, people hated Hillary and they didn't even know why. They just hated her because like in, in a way, this is not even trying to be political. Some people, they hate Oprah. They hate Martha Stewart. They hate Rachel Ray. I remember when Rachel Ray first came on TV and I say Rachel Ray because She's still on TV. I, and mm-hmm. I used to watch her years and years and years ago when I used to watch like a ton of TV as a housewife. Um, and she's still killing it. And she makes like dog food and shit. Like, yeah, she's obviously she winning. Everything. But there was like an I hate Rachel Ray like website. And it's like, honestly, to those people and to the people who are bugging my friend Amy and giving her a hard time, get the fuck off the Internet. Seriously. Like, get a life. Yeah. Seriously, could you, know, you imagine I, you and I spending the time, like, actually putting energy into these things? Like, it's crazy. No. And, you know, I, um, at first it was really hard for me because I wasn't used to that level of hatred coming at me. Because, you know, as a, as a business um, coach and consultant, you don't get that kind of, you know, like, like people yeah. aren't going to get pissed off because you're giving them five steps to write a great blog post. You know, they might say you suck or something. But, yeah. um, but yeah, the, the level of anger, mostly by the way, from women, which I find extremely sad, um, was astounding to me at first. I couldn't even believe that some people would spend their most precious resource, their time writing mm-hmm. me, you know, multiple paragraphs of how much I suck as a human being. But it really taught me that you know, it reinforced that phrase, hurt people, hurt people, you know, Uh miserable people don't go around tearing down other human beings or healthy people, miserable people. Yeah, that's so Um, true. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I was, I just, I was like, you know, this is somebody who is not happy in their own lives because maybe I'm doing something that they could never dream of. You're triggering them. Yeah, for sure. You're triggering them. So, you know, at first I started kind of toying with the, the comments, you know, if somebody would say something, I'd come up with like a quip or, you know, insult them back. And I was like, you know, I'm really kind of over this. I just delete and block now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I've throughout the years, I've, I've dealt with all different types of people, even on my, my first Facebook page that I kind of abandoned because the algorithms changed for Facebook and I just wasn't like my heart wasn't in it. Um, but I would like, when I first started writing, I didn't even put my name on it because I just felt like, who am I to say like Jenny G. Perry, you know, I, so it was peace, love, peace, love, joy, and sparkles was my first, my first blog name on my first Facebook page. And I remember then when I, when I started, you know, putting my name as a quote, it's like, hello, you're a writer. You're allowed to do that. 
And I remember like some guy being like, it's, it's like, it's all from source. So you don't need to be quoting. And it's like, it's your ego. If you are putting your name on something and I'm just like, some people just don't get it. And to sit there and explain yourself to them is draining. Very yeah, waste, draining. Huge waste so, of time. Yeah. Cause you're not even going to change their minds anyway. So who no. Cares? And, and so it's like, I would, you know, I had three different ways to deal with things. I would delete, like you said, or I would school somebody or, um, I, you know, be, um, I would like, you know, take either like the high road and school them or I'd get triggered and be like an almost like an asshole back to them mm -hmm. because I'm human. I'm human. Like that's just going to happen sometimes. I remember um, this, this lady that works at my kid's school one time said that I should be ashamed of myself as a mother type of thing because me and my husband were doing a silly picture where we were both sticking our tongues out and our tongues were touching. Now, is that really sexual or is it just me more big fucking dorks? <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, I would never say that to someone else because I, I just don't believe in the shaming thing. And the whole idea of what moms should and shouldn't do, I think that both you and I are trying to like, like knock that on its ass because it's like, it's so hard to be a mom. It's almost like you can't win. You just can't win. There's yeah, like a sure. not a way to be. You're either to this or to that. Cause you know, with your kids, it's the same life, right? Yeah. Yeah. But honestly, no... you probably, no, I was just going to say you probably, and that's the thing is you have so many people that support you, but sometimes it's, it's easy to have the people that don't support you stick out in your mind, like those negative comments, because there's probably a ton of women that you're really impacting them and that share you sharing and being vulnerable probably helped so many women when they watch mm -hmm. that. Yeah. And I, I for sure save all, I for sure, for sure, a hundred percent, probably 300% get more nice complimentary. Um, you helped me so much. I feel like I'm not alone. I feel like I'm good enough. Whereas, you know, before they felt like they could never be good enough as a parent or as a woman. Um, I even had probably my favorite to date was someone who I'd been internet friends with kind of like you and I. Um, and she said, you know, I never thought that I wanted children and watching some of your drunk mom stuff kind of made me realize that I can do this and I'm expecting. And I was like, Holy shit. Like that's amazing to be able to help somebody in that way. So, you know, and for me at first, it was like, well, I always wanted to help people. Like that was always my goal. Like most of us in business, um, th that's just your end goal that you want to help people. You want to impact lives. You want to make a big change in the world. And I could never figure out how to do that in my other business. So here I am doing this thing, acting like a goof for fun. Um, and just kind of highlighting my own experience and my own life. And here I am impacting thousands and thousands and thousands of people, um, just doing something that comes really natural and really fun to me. So in the beginning, I kind of had a hard time with that because I'm like, no, it can't be this easy, right? It can't just be something that I love to do for fun, um, impacting this many people. Like this is a fluke, you know, it's only going to last like a month or something and then it's going to be, <laughs> um, but it's actually every month it grows bigger and faster than the month before. So it's really just been amazing to me how I'm like, Oh, okay. It all makes sense. Now I got it. Oh my goodness. That's yeah, that's awesome. And you know, I, as a, as a, you know, young mom myself, I'm, I'm like you, I was, you know, 
just um, had been uh, 20 for a month when my daughter was born. So I don't even know what it's like to be an adult without being, a, you know, a mom. So in certain ways, you know, our first children, we kind of like, we learn to become people alongside of them. Yes. Um, and what I can say is that, you know, some people are like, oh, it's, you know, kids nowadays, like they're so much harder or whatever. But I look at it from the mom perspective in that like to be a mom nowadays is this is why your your work is so important because I think also humor is so healing. Like anything that, that raises your vibe is so super healing. Sometimes you're not going to be able to, like what is that, Einstein says, like sometimes the solution isn't at the same level as the problem. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes you're not going to be able to work out a certain situation. But if you can like raise your vibe and laugh and whatever, it's, it will be over before you know it and then things will shift. But to be a mom now, like the, the room moms and the class parties and stuff. I went to Catholic school in Philly in the 80s and we didn't have class parties. There was no such thing. There was no Pinterest. So you didn't yeah. even know how crafty moms were. So it's like, and then like nobody had plastic surgery. So everyone's boobs were like, if you were thin, they were small, right? And if you were big, they were shaggy. <laughs> it's just like, there was no like ideal that you had to be. Like you, you could turn 40 and you could put mom jeans on, cut your hair short and frost it and be done with it. You did not have to be sexy. And nowadays to be a woman, it's like, you know, we work, we, you know, like whether we work at home or, you know, whether you're a stay-at-home mom and you work in that way or whether you, like you and I work from home or whether you work outside of the home, it's freaking hard. There's like not enough hours in the day sometimes where, you know, like I've said to my kids, um, like, I'm sorry, I was an asshole because sometimes I am like I, after 7 PM, things get a little hairy around here. Like oh, on yeah. certain days when we have activities where I like, am thinking homework, I think is a punishment. Like it's the worst. I hate homework so much. I don't think anybody can do math after 7 PM. Is that the same with you at your house for homework time? I, I hate, first of all, that teachers even send homework home. That's just me. <laughs> um, you know, and normally, normally my first grader, she'll have like a small reading assignment. Like they have the same book throughout the week and they have to answer one or two different questions every night. So that's usually not hard um, yet because she's in the first grade. But for my eighth grader, she, I mean, she doesn't have a lot of homework, but it's um, mostly stuff if she doesn't finish during the day, she has to bring it home. And, you know, sometimes she has a lot, sometimes not. I don't monitor her, her homework because to me, she's old enough to figure it out, to do it. They've got the fucking Google. If you don't know how to do it, you can learn it in like 27 seconds, right? So I don't get involved and I didn't with my oldest either. You know, if you have homework, that's your responsibility. If you don't do it, it's your grade. I'm not like, I can't, this is going to sound really shitty, but I can't be bothered with your, your responsibilities. Um, well, I, I no, it doesn't. First of all, okay. It, it, this is, this is the truth. If they're learning math a certain way, if we teach them our way, then you're messing them up even more. Yeah. Where I'm for like, sure. I don't know the way they wanted you to know this. And honestly, I like the one day, uh, I was like crime and whatever number I couldn't figure it out. I wouldn't even be able to pass like second grade math at this mm -hmm. point. I'm just being honest. Nope. And so I don't even try to Google it. Like the good moms, you know, might, might be Googling it. I'm in like, I call myself slacker mom. And I say that 
because it gives me leeway. I can be whatever. I can be the one who bakes the thing from scratch because, you know, whatever, like maybe the charts align that way. But mostly I'm the mom who's buying the strip from the grocery store now. And, you know, if I um, remember that it's silly soft day, I'm winning. Like you just, I don't put the pressure on myself. I had sent my kids to pajama day on the wrong day at preschool. Um, I've done all of those mom things. And sometimes the kids like look at you like, are you like, like, okay. Like, have you lost all your marbles? And it's like, honestly, it's, they could see what was going on in your brain and how many things you're trying to keep track of at any given moment. Like I will, I will put notes in my phone because if not, it's like, it's just too much in your head. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do it all the time. Yeah, except my time. phone deleted all my notes in my phone last night. I almost had a heart attack. Uh, uh, we have to start over. Yes. I know, but Amy, as a writer, like there was blogs and stuff like that that I would written, but I, I kind of just, I took it as like a sign this morning that like, you know what, anything that I was going to buy or write or whatever, it's, it's fine. And I know I was supposed to get ice cream. And I did get ice cream. I, there's a there's a brand called Halo. Have you ever heard of it? No. Okay. It's like 240 calories for like the whole pint of ice cream. And I'm on Weight Watchers and it's like great point wise. I bought six containers of it today because <laughs> this grocery store that I don't normally go to, um, I went in there to see if they had it because my shop rate is not keeping up with this Halo stuff. And so, I yeah, I got like peanut butter, peanut butter cup. I got cookie dough I, yeah I went I went to town so I'm full of ice cream but I actually think that we should tell um the shitting our pants stories because I think that we should call this um this podcast um have you ever shit your pants and let's talk to the drunk mom <laughs> because it's like what a fun name I will tell you my um shitting my pants story when I was 15 we had walked to get pizza and TCBY remember TCBY I do the yogurt place and there was a rumbling in my tummy and I was with my best friend Shannon and I'm like oh my god like I don't know what I think I'm dying and we cut through this neighborhood to get to my development I could see my house I'm in the woods and she's like just poop in the woods and I'm like I'm not gonna poop in the woods I can see my house and all of a sudden it's like it just goes and I'm like oh my god I just saw myself so I'm like crying she's dying laughing I have on white short shorts And I'm like, never tell anybody. And she's like, you shit your pants. Like, it's not the end of the world. But when you're 15, shitting your pants is a big deal. It is, yeah. So then at at my sleepover for my 16, I have like, you know, one of those sweet 16 parties. And then girls flipped over afterwards. She, of course, tells the story and everyone thinks it's hilarious. And I was like, okay. And then I remember telling the story to her. It it wound up becoming her husband. But me and him were at a Phillies game. (laughs) And we were just buds at the time. And um. And I had the same shorts on. I told the story and I looked down and I was like, I had these shorts on. I was like, <laughs> I was mortified that I had the same shorts on. <laughs> when I was telling the story, it was so funny. But so tell me, tell me when you shit your pants. Yeah. So I, like I said before, I used to be a corporate like warrior or whatever. And I had this job where we were doing an event in DC. So I had to, um, for some reason I was driving. I can't remember why, but I drove from North Carolina to DC. I'm in charge of the event, but I also am I'm feeling like not great, you know, as I'm driving up there. 
Um, but I made it and, you know, I kind of maybe had like a little fever or something, but I'm in charge of the whole freaking event. We've been planning it for months. I have to go. Like there's no getting around it. I'd never been to DC in my life, let alone driven there. By the way, I'm from a tiny town in Northwest Arkansas where you don't, I mean, you don't even learn how to parallel park. Um, cause you park in a fucking cow pasture, right? So <laughs> here I am, this small town girl <laughs> driving to one of the biggest clusters of a city I've ever seen in my life in a rental car. And I am looking for this, you know, looking for this place that I'm supposed to be. I'm lost. I'm in this roundabout from hell that I can't get out of because nobody will let me over to get to this exit. And all of a sudden, like you said, I have this horrible rumbling in my stomach and I'm like, Oh my God. You know, like I, I can't get out of traffic. I don't know where I am. I'm late for my event. Like I am screwed. Right. So I'm trying so hard to get anywhere that has a bathroom and didn't quite make it. Really. I uh, went ahead and just passed what I thought was going to be a nice little toot and it had a little more substance behind it than I was prepared for. Um, so oh, my God, yeah, so I'm driving in a rental car in downtown DC with a load in my britches and um, trying to trying to find my way anywhere. So yeah, I ended up at a grocery store throwing my underwear away because they were not salvageable at all and uh, cleaning up the best that I can in this bathroom and uh, ended up going to my event, probably not smelling like the rose that I should have, but um, I made it. <laughs> I cannot believe you went to the event. I, I okay, you to. have balls of steel now. I had you have to. Balls of steel I was in charge. No, you know what? You have balls of diamonds. <laughs> Actually, no. I love that one quote that's from um, Betty White about like mm -hmm. balls are sensitive and like we we would rather be a vagina because honestly, yeah. like they are why, way more why, strong. Yeah. Right? What is it? Why Why does everybody call you a pussy? A pussy can take a beating. Balls are are much. What is it? Balls. Are, I don't know. I'll find it. I know what you're talking about. Like. Yeah, it's it's like it, yeah, honestly, um, and of course my little one, you put a show on, but then she has to get the Easter decorations up because you know that's the most important thing right now Naturally. in her world, right? Yes. No, but thank you for sharing your shitty story with me. <laughs> it was not actually shitty; it was perfect, and I cannot believe you went to it. Like I can't believe that you went to it. That is just unbelievable. That is like that is a mom. Were you a mom already? Then I guess of course because oh, yeah, you were a yeah, female. Yeah. 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 So I think being a mom just prepares you for like situations. You just got to do it. Like you just got to deal just because you've probably dealt with a lot of shit in your life because of the kids. <laughs> Literally <laughs> and figuratively. Yes. Exactly. I know. And when people are like, you know, get squirmish about stuff and you're a mom, you're just like, whatever. I don't even care. Like say for instance, boogers. Okay. Mucus. Yes. Like you've been at an event, I'm sure where you look over on your shoulder and you're like, that's probably snot. I'm yeah. going to guess that's not right there. Yeah. yeah right. Or baby spit or up. Or vomit or mm -hmm. Cheerios. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Exactly. There was a funny video on BuzzFeed that it was like the different kinds of moms. Did you ever see it? I it was like, like, it was like one was like the hot mess mom and she has like this chocolate on her shoulder and she like, you know, like licks it to see if it's chocolate because you just never know as a mom. Right. Yep. And I, like, honestly, you don't know, but yeah, it's really funny because there are all different kinds of moms. And like the one is that like, you know, the gluten-free, like everything is perfect. That was a, um, one of the other bloggers 
like yourself that are awesome for mom, scary mommy. It was like this sponsored ad and it was like um, the face that somebody makes when the mom says like, we don't have any refined sugar in our house. And you're like, really kiss my ass. Like yeah. <laughs> we're doing our best here. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. honestly. But I think that, you know, for me, the mom that I was trying to be when my older daughter was, was younger, was trying to be much more perfect, but I was so angry and I was so judgmental towards other people and towards myself. Like it was just, it was, it was a mess. Whereas now I'm the slacker mom, but I'm much easier to deal with. I put up with a lot less shit though, but I'm much more loving when I'm, when I'm present with them. Do you find that you're like such a different parent with each kid even? Well, I mean, that's partly about what, I mean, I wrote a, a lot about it in my book because I feel like all that I went through with my oldest, who is now 18 living on his own, but all of his um, you know, it was just he and I for the first five years of his life. And then he got a little sister and, um, you know, I, it, it's really, all of the loves commercials are a hundred percent correct. Like he knew all of his colors. He knew his numbers by the time he was three, like I was in it with him as a mom. I was like trying to do everything as best that I could because I didn't want to be that teen mom statistic and, um, you know, did everything that I knew to do by the book and he still ended up with behavioral issues and attempting suicide and getting arrested and being on drugs and all of this other stuff. So it was like, what the hell am I trying so hard for and killing myself? Not that you shouldn't put forth any effort. That's not what I'm saying at all, but you know, to, to bend over backwards and to pour every bit of your soul into this human being and then some so that you're completely exhausted. You've lost who you are, you know, as a woman, as a wife or just a fucking human, you know, if all you can identify with is being a mom, then you're giving way too much. Um, so I spent all of that time on him giving way too much and still didn't get the results that I had hoped I had, you know, would get as a child, which I had high expectations for who he would be and what he would be. And, um, you know, that's when I just kind of decided like, okay, my business sucks. My kid is, I feel like I failed him as a parent, even though I could not have physically done any more for him, you know, than I had done. Um, and so I was like, you know what, that's it. I'm done. I'm done putting on fronts. I'm done following everybody else's rules of how things are supposed to be. I'm just going to be me. And that's when everything kind of mm. just exploded. Mm, I love that. Exactly. I love that. And, and that's the thing. I totally know what you mean about like, you know, you, I think that some of us that were young moms try even harder because I remember oh, like sure. wanting to be taken seriously as a mom yeah, because sure. you feel like you have you to don't try be a double statistic. hard. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I don't know about you, but I definitely was treated a certain way by the moms um, where they would say things like, oh, you're so young, but almost like dismissive. Um, I actually cut my hair short and like put on all the sweet and I swear I was trying to like be like the Disney Channel mom. Like, so I was yeah. legit. Yeah. And then um, I, and then at 27, I wound up, wound up losing all the weight. And it was very threatening to some of the moms because it was like, you know, you change. And whenever you change, people don't like that. Mm -hmm. But it was like I was just acting my age and allowing myself to be like a woman, you know, and not just a mom. Because I definitely dissolved into that mom role, which honestly, like, 
in a way, you can raise a bunch of assholes if you let if you let your kids think everything is about them, because it's not all about them. And nowhere else in their life is it going to be all about them. Mm -hmm. So you make them the center of your universe. You lose yourself. You lose your marriage. And now the kid has a breakup or doesn't get the job and they lose their shit because they don't know how to be resilient. So like when my kids, you know, my, my sons that are closest in age, my 10 and my seven year old, when they're, you know, freaking out because they're not happy about something. I'm like, dude, my job is not to make you happy. Like it's not. That is not my job. Like, you have to choose right now the way you want to react. Like, we can't go to GameStop right now. It's 8 o'clock at night. We're not going to GameStop. <laughs> my 10-year-old was freaking out the other night because we couldn't go to GameStop. And it's just like, that's a lesson for him. It's not for me to make you happy. Exactly. Yeah. I mm-hmm. 100% agree. And I'm also, I also learned with my first, <laughs> I call him my guinea pig child, um, I learned the first him. pancake, right? It's always exactly. the first pancake. Yeah, the little lopsided. Um, but yeah, a little I, uh, on the one side and <laughs> raw on the other. <laughs> I learned with him, like for instance, my um, 13 year old is home today. And she, I know for a fact that she stayed up too late last night because her bedroom is directly above ours and I could hear her up there dancing, stomping. I don't know what the hell she was doing. But, you know, for my son, I would have gone up there, laid down the law, took his phone and forced him to go to bed with my other kids. I'm like, no, you know what? I'm a big believer in natural consequences. You're going to be tired as shit in the morning. If you choose not to go to school, you're going to have to make up all of your work. You are going to miss your practices. That's not on me. Like that doesn't affect my life. Now, if it gets to a point where they never want to go to school and you know, you've got child services knocking on your door, that's different. But for, for just day to day, you know, she's, she's on the verge of being 14 years old. She's four years away from leaving my house. She needs to learn to be responsible. She needs to learn when to go to bed on her own. She can't have her mommy all the time looking over her shoulder like I did with my son. So yeah, you're a helicopter mom. Yes, there's mm-hmm. a huge difference in how I parent my kids now versus my first child too. Massive difference. Which is funny because like the moms like that I used to kind of, you know, chat with back then, like they would bore me to tears right now. Like I I like to be one of two things. I either like to have a heart to heart or be completely inappropriate. But like I really don't care about what kind of you know, diapers you have your kids use, like, you know, the whole mommy world. Like I feel so removed from that even though my youngest is three, like, it's just, it's kind of funny because I think about like this when, when my oldest was two, she was listening to like the nursery, you know, um, the nursery rhymes yeah, and I would yeah. get like special tapes and stuff like that. Yeah. And this one is like, knows all the words to like the song. It, it says, um, middle fingers in the air is the way the refrain goes <laughs> on that alternative music channel. She doesn't yeah. know what middle fingers in the air means, right. but like my 10 year old, like, like chuckles every time she says it. And I'm like, it's like, you know, and it's so funny. What a, di- what a difference. And she'll probably be like a really balanced person because of it. Right. Yeah. I mean, you hope so. I just don't think I, yeah, my kids listen to everything. My, my husband is of a way different opinion parenting wise than I am. Um, but I just don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't see the need anymore to direct my kids in such a manner that they feel like they've lost all of their autonomy. You know, I want them to Mm -hmm. make their own decisions. I want them to tell me what they think for the most part. I mean, don't be a disrespectful asshole, but, but tell me what your opinions are. And 
um, you know, I, I want them to, I just had a talk with my oldest daughter a couple weeks ago. I said, do you know that if you choose, you know, and quote unquote alternate lifestyle, or, you know, if you are gay or if you are transsexual or you do want to date someone out of your race, you do know that I'd be totally okay with that. Right. And she said, yeah, mom, I totally know that. So, you know, I have, <laughs> I guess they're alternate parenting views. I have no idea. To me, they just seem like common sense and normal. No, shit, that but. sounds like, no, what it sounds like is that you're just a loving mother. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't Who know. Who would I, ever not really, I mean, honestly, like ex, your mother accepting you is the greatest gift that you could give any child for accepting sure. who you truly are, Yeah. which those, like you said, like those you know, whether someone's transgender or whether they're gay, it's like, it's not a choice. And I have so much compassion for what that takes for somebody to come out to their, oh, to their yeah. parents when that's I just like, did, yeah, want. I just did a live feed about that this morning because somebody sent a message um, to me from the drunk mom page. And she goes, tell me, I don't see your opinions on gay and lesbians and I am gay and I want to know how you feel about it. So I not only answered her, but I did a whole live feed about it this morning. I'm like, listen, it's, oh, not, it's awesome. not my business. It's not any of my business. It's not any of your business to know, you know, what other people's choices or not even choices. I, I, I'm with you. I don't think, mm -hmm. I don't think being born a certain way is necessarily a choice, but anyway. Um, yeah. So my whole, my whole, parenting, life, business, like everything. Yeah. I went through some horrible, horrible shit, <laughs> not only as a young person, but a young adult and, and even up to a couple of years ago, but you know, I'm super grateful that all of that stuff from the abusive marriage to being a teen mom, to having a child with, with serious behavioral issues, like all of that kind of went into a pressure cooker and came out as a super funny drunk mom. So ta-da. I, exactly. I know you guys have to go find her, um, you know, on Facebook, the drunk mom, she's an amazing person. I'm so glad that you were here. And I think that honestly, like that zero fucks given type of thing, it's mm -hmm. like, you've been through so much and I haven't been through as much as you have, but I've been through a lot with, with just even being a mom for as long as I have been where we don't worry about a lot of stuff that like, we definitely don't worry about what you're doing. Cause what you're doing is, is none of our, none of our business. And I will close out with telling you, if you all want to judge us as parents, um, last night I was watching the real housewives of Beverly Hills and my 10 and my seven year old like to watch it with me and I, you can judge me all you want. I really don't care. Um, and we, I said, what's your, what would your housewife tagline be? And to my 10 year old, I was like, I'm going to tell you what yours is. Is I'm either chill or batshit crazy. And he smiled cause he knows the truth. Right. <laughs> and then, and then my seven year old, um, we came up with one and it was, he always says he's his own man because he takes dance class, but he's like, so feisty, his name is Seamus, you know, for God's sake. And so he is, um, you know, he always says, I'm my own man. So his tagline would be, I'm my own man. I take dance, but I'll punch you in the face. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love it. Honestly, like we just, we laugh so much. Like that's really to me, like that's the best kind of parent is a parent who the kids know they're loved and it's silliness. And like, you know, acceptance, like you're winning, drunk mom, you're winning. You are just winning at the mom game. I'm so honored to have you as a friend too. I really feel blessed. Um, you've been there for me when I needed somebody and, um, and I'm really grateful for that. And that's the truth. That's not me saying it to be nice. Um, thank so thank you. you, drunk mom. Everybody find the drunk mom. You will love her. You will laugh. You will see yourself in her too, I'm sure. Thank you so much, Amy, for being on here.
Thanks for having me, girl. It was awesome. Okay, everyone, this is Jenny G. Perry, and you are listening to Goddess and Get. Take care. We'll see you next time.